Hello, everybody. Welcome to the new episode of the SuperOffice podcast. Now, in this episode, is pretty cool. What can you learn from number three on the world ranking of tennis? Well, his name is Kasparud, and he's had an amazing journey from he was a little kid until today. He was in the final of the US Open this year. Uh, he's been playing Davis Cup. He's uh, had amazing success and uh, he's ready for the, the Masters of the Year already. So he has a team behind him and one of his teammates is the analyst. And uh, his name is Eivind uh, Sørvall. He works for the Tennis uh, Federation of Norway and uh, he's a coach and he's uh, analyzing whatever Casper uh, does on the court. And in this episode, we will uh, talk about what we can learn from um, a world star tennis player, how to become better in sales and better in coaching salespeople. So just uh, listen back and I hope you enjoy the episode. The record. Hello, everyone. Welcome uh, to a new episode of the Super Office podcast. Today, we're doing something different uh, because, um, well, I have to make a disclaimer. And, you know, there is a very good tennis player in the world right now. And uh, he's actually Norwegian and his name is uh, Kasper Rud. And Superoffice is actually one of his sponsors. We came in a couple of years ago. So I want to just make that clear. But, you know, that is just so impressive. And together with me in the studio today, I have one of the key players, I would say, on his team. And his name is Eivind Sørvall. Uh, hello, Eivind, and welcome hello, to the and show. Hello, and thank you for inviting me to this interesting uh, talk with you. Well, great. Um, last time, you know, uh, you and I go long ways back because when we played as junior players, um you were better than me and you were good in doubles and everything and you've been keeping on with tennis i've i've been playing as an active tennis but you know i really wanted this podcast to be about how can you make me number one in the yes, world well you know if you started 40 years ago when we last time played each other i think that of course back then you know if it started and did the right things back then maybe you would be even better right now but you know the thing about tennis you know a, a sport with 100 million players around the world you know it's a is one of the the biggest individual sports in the world and if you want to be number one things you have to do everything right and uh, and and if we back then did everything right i think that we could be better than we became but at the same time right now i think that with the with the experience of working with casper and his father and the team i think that now we can look back and see that we did quite a lot of the things right from when he was 10. So that's that's what we are going to talk about this did podcast. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's great. And uh thank you for joining and I think that uh, you know I normally say that to to our listeners, you know, if you want to really be become a good sales coach or sales manager or a top salesman or good at marketing or whatever, you know, uh, you have to work hard on it. And uh then I asked them, you know, what is the best time to plant a tree? You know, if you want a tree in your garden. And they said, well, you should have done it 30 years ago. Well, but what is the sec 
second year, uh, second best time, and that is actually today. So what I hope to get out of this conversation is hope, um, and you know, uh, not not the opposite. So whatever we can learn from Casper's journey, I think we can you know start doing stuff uh, today. So uh, we'll become a better version of ourselves. Absolutely, and I think that's so. Let's uh, let's stick. No, 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 absolutely, and I think that that is what what you know the philosophy about you know becoming the best version of yourself can be, and and you can start every day, you know, to become a little bit better, and we are going to talk about that in this podcast. Yeah. So, so where should we start, uh, Eivind? You know, uh, very short. How did you get onto Casper's uh, team, and uh, because you've done a lot of great stuff. No, no, very short. Very you know, I think that, that you uh, know, I, well. I, Casper, Casper's father, Christian Rude, was the, the you know very good tennis player back in the nineties. He was ranked thirty nine in the world, and uh, you know, you know, we all looked at him as one, you know, the best player in Norway for, for many years and, and to be 39 in the world, you know, you are a heck of a player. So, you know, I, I saw him play and of course one day he called me and said, Eivind, I need some help with my son. And uh, I think he was about 10 years old then back then. And I said to myself, my God, you know, if a parent that was 39 in the, year in the world can call me and ask for help because I've been a tennis coach since I was 20. I've been working in this business for a long time. And, and Christian said, you know, let's see if Evan can give me some idea of what can we do with Casper's serve. And he said, can you meet me in the bubble at the club where, where he was a member? And we met there and, you know, I saw Christian, the, you know, very inspiring coach with his son and, you know, wanted to see what can we do. And back that's when it started. That's Sunday at Snarea when we started to see what can we do and so on with his technical skills back then. Yeah. And, you know, it, it's not the same, I assume, that, you know, your coach says that I have somebody who wants to become a number one in the world. It has to come from within. Yes, and, and well, I think right? back then, you know, no one of us knew anything about that. This guy, you know, was, you know, he was okay, but, you know, he was not like a super talented guy. He, he was like very hardworking. And I think very early he said to his father that I will be number one at some point. And I think that the father looked at him and said, well, you know, we can at least try. But, you know, back then I think... They just wanted to see if he can learn things the right way from the beginning. And that was, you know, the, 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 the crucial part of, you know, the father and the coach that asked for help. And I think, you know, he saw that there's so many things that you have to be, you know, not average, but you have to be above average. So I think that he said, you know, I want to see if I can get some expert from the technical side, from the, phys- the fitness side, from the mental side to help us grow, you know, the potential of his son. And I think that he did that very clever from, you know, we was 10, 12 and, and up. And, and I think that's when he planted the tree back then and uh, did things right from the very start. Because there's not that many parents that ask uh, for help. You know, you see parents that never been 39 in the world, they think they know. They think that if you just make them play hard and work hard for a long time, they will become good. But Christian, Christian said that, you know, that's not enough. I need to work hard. You need to be on the court a lot. And, but you also need to have some, 
input and feedback from someone that can maybe bring you to an even higher level. I think that's a really key key thing here, Eivin, because you said that you have to understand that you don't know, have all the answers yourself. And again, coming back to sales guys, you know, they might think they're really good and that they do everything right. But if you open up and talk to somebody else and say, hey, what are you doing good? Or how can I learn from you? Or share your experiences. It all adds up to, you can, you know, test and, and train and test and train and do all the stuff that really takes to, to move the needle because nobody's oh, perfect I think alone. This, this is the, 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 the really big talent of the father. You know, he was a good tennis player, but he saw his limitations. He saw that to to do this the right way, I need to have a team around me. I need to have someone that I trust. I need someone that I believe in. I need to have someone that is also willing to put in the extra hard work to be also improve their skills. So, I mean, back then, you know, if I knew 13 years ago what I know now about the serve, <laughs> I'd probably be even better. But he also surrounded himself with with coaches and, and, and experts that also was willing to put in some extra time. And, and, and all of us need to say, get that in, inspiration or trying to also become uh, uh, a good version of yourself. And all this adds up to maybe where Casper is right now. Mm-hmm. And I think this is, uh, if you want to be a good salesman or a coach, uh, you there is not a one-man band anymore. You You just have to you know, 30 years ago, 20 years ago, maybe even 15 years ago, you could put a player and a coach in the car and you drive around in, in Europe and, and become a good player. But now that's not the case. These days you need a variety of um, competencies to, to make it happen. And, and I think that also in sales and everything we do in life, I think that, you know, surround yourself with, with uh, experts and talented people and you will grow even more. Yeah, I was actually um, uh, with it on a journey with with some of the winners of of our competition here at, in Super Office with sales, and we the big prize was actually meeting Casper in U.S. Open, and we managed to see his first match on on the stage, the grandstand, and you know it was uh, well, I love tennis, of course, uh, and it was just. Uh, a colossal feeling of having that and we had good matches all over the place but i talked to eskil one of our sales guys who's actually uh, you know become one of the best sales guys uh, in super office uh, now and and i asked him you know what is your trick and you know there is no one silver bullet in anything you said it even there's a big thing that you, a lot of things you have to do but one of the things he said that you know i owe owe my success to a guy called jan and Jan is the technical architect, the dream uh, customer expert. He brings him along in all the meetings, so they show that they are a team. Uh, and even though he knows some of this, he can always uh, pitch in uh, the other competent guy. And together, they are a lot stronger than having one of them in, in one meeting. So it goes faster, is more fun, and you learn things on both ways. So, so what you're saying there with you know bringing the team together, of course, is is uh, critical in both worlds. I think you you're absolutely right. I th- I think we uh, we we see this in tennis that you know tennis is you know uh, like I said a big sport and the the details in all this and also feel that you're stronger because we 
look at all the different uh, you know opportunities to see where we can find uh, a little bit of uh, or to be in favor if we know a little bit more if we talk together if we if the fitness coach talk to the technical coach if the mental coach could talk to the, the the fitness coach and all this together will will add up to and give that information to the coach again filter all the information and give that to casper because again i also think that if you want to for super office or for a, a, a team i think we also have to understand that it's the salesperson or the coach that meet the customer or the player and i think we we should try to also understand our role that the role of me going and talking to Casper directly and say I, I have some great ideas or the mental coach doing the same i think sometimes that's a danger i think again we have to understand the customer the, the to, to find out what is the balance to filter what and who is going to talk to the person sometimes christian said to me you can talk to Casper about that or the fitness coach can talk directly to Casper but in a way it also had to be in a way where we balance this to make sure that we have one voice and one philosophy because if we bring up tons of different uh, philosophies it it will also make the the customer or the player a little bit uncertain who am i going to listen to so so we have found a very delicate balance here so we are not uh, trying to 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 go all of us saying well we know what you're going to do in the next match or or what 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 you did in the last match i think always we we try more and more to have a debrief and also listen to the player and and we this summer we have tried that a little bit more often to also listen to the player to see what uh, not also only what he feels because that's one thing but can he tell us about the match what what is happening out there because we see a few things but you know he see a lot of things with a lot of spectators tv cameras all over and we also had to listen to him what is going on because we all have a you know you can believe that going to a soccer game you you can see that 25000 people there all of them have uh, you know know what they should have done to play even better football match and and the same in tennis i think we all have to to come up with our thoughts but at the same time also listen to the customer what what do they think and what do they need and what can we do for them uh, that is a really important factor in working as a team also listening to to the customer or or in 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 the team of Casper listening to the co- to the player yeah yeah that's a good point and i really <laughs> it struck me here because you know we have the same thing we have you know we have a, the sales guys or girls or ladies uh, they're out there fighting the games all the time um they have their coach inside here and then you know i am a little bit like you because i sit in all the data so i know a lot of what's going on and you know i think that very often well if i just call this guy or or you know this person i could give them some input but you know it doesn't scale because if i could call the sales coach and say every week or every week um, or or month then we can you know aggregate up and these are these are the thing, things we need to do in our company then it can scale and you can get it a process to work and you can run the whole company uh, better I, i think i think this is 
So yeah, it, it's uh, a, a good, good point. point, and I think with that we have been more and more aware of this. That in in a way we, I think we can uh, we have all the data, we have all the answers, we have all the technology to measure everything, but at the same time timing and also the importance of uh, finding out what do I tell them and what do I keep for myself. Because again, if I tell them everything, uh, it can be sometimes too much. And 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 again, it's all about timing and the feedback factor here. It's so uh, important, you know, when we work to find out how can Casper be from ten to five, from five to now number two, and what do we do to be number one? And and that that is for all of us to to really look at ourselves and and be really structured in the way of looking at this uh, talking together listening to the player and and from there because it's a it's a long like 13 years i mean that that some of us have worked with them it's a long story and we know the background we know how he you know can learn a lot faster and and the big thing with a player like casper is that he he is doing the the most important job himself He's like the the person that get the task, get an intervention from 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 the team, and then he works, you know, for a long time, sometimes a short time or a longer time to to make it happen. And th- that part, of, that's the that's, key. That's the key. Yeah, yeah, that's the key. Because I also think that you know we're playing matches all the time, and he's playing matches all the time, but. You need to focus on a few steps and then go practice because he actually has to take these things in and make them happen. And that takes a lot of time and repetition and, you know, nitty-gritty. Yes, and, and you work. have to, 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 to try and, and, and sometimes you fail and you try again and you try a, a different way and you try at some point you find out how to do it. And that is the key thing that he is doing the job. We are coming up with things that he can do, but he is doing the job. He is the one getting out there over and over again, hitting balls, hitting balls, see how it works, try again, try new things, try a little bit here, try a little bit here, and then suddenly he finds the way he wants to, to play. And I think this is all we do in life is that we have to experience we had to get that feedback from what we try and see oh yeah this works so i keep doing this but this doesn't work so i i'm not going to do this anymore and he's a fantastic uh, athlete finding his way and and all of us can say oh yeah well we gave him this. no 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 we gave him uh, some feedback and he takes this feedback in and he try and he 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 he, he, he go out there and practice again to make it happen and the way he learns and the, the, the learning speed is, is the key word. Because if you find a way uh, to work and the philosophy and you have a team coming up with the right task and the right intervention, and you make sure that the interventions and the task is you succeed and you master this, then you can give him another task. But you know, if you give them too many tasks and too many things to worry about, Nothing will work. So, so Christian is the, the coach is really good at making sure that we're not doing too many things at the same time. It's like small steps on a daily basis. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think that's uh, cool to hear. I remember I saw a video of Kasper. I've just met him once, but uh, I know his father. But he said that what he got from his father was this, that he learned early that uh, losers find excuses, winners find a way. And I think you just mentioned it now, you know, winners find a way and yeah. he has to find his own way. But he has, you know, all the resources pointing to directions yeah. that helps and, him and, on the way. And, and that, that's important. And I think sometimes we, we, we think that athletes are so talented that they can, they, they can work alone. But, you know, you find all athletes, you know, after the, their, you know, the success story or, or during, they will always say that I cannot do this alone. Uh, and and that's the whole point, you know. The minute you you bring uh, them into outside the comfort zone, so they will try new things, and you bring them outside the comfort zone. And if they fail, you are there to give them another uh, things to work on. So and and that is like things we can also do for in sales. You can go out there and give one task, and if it doesn't work, you try another one. And then you try another one. And that way, you at some point, instead of being very stubborn and say, well, I want to try this over and over again, and it doesn't matter if I make it or not. But, you know, that, that's not the best way. I think the best way is to try. And if it doesn't work, be open-minded about that and say, well, you know, it did, this didn't work for me. Let's see what else we can do and find another way to, to make it happen. Because if you're too stubborn and say, well, this is just yeah, one way, uh, we don't believe in that. I think we, we look at this and say, well, what will make it happen today? And, and maybe we adjust this until next time. And, and I think this way we, we always find the best way for him in the individualized way of, uh, of working with him. It's not like we have a philosophy and we do that, doesn't matter what happened. But, but no, no, we, we, we try to see that this is this is something we we analyze all the time, and we say, well, this doesn't this doesn't work on the server. Let's try this, and then he is doing the job, and that's important to say that we just come up with with you know interventions that can help can help, but if it doesn't work, we find a new one. Yeah, but you know all. People, you know, ha have bad days, and uh, you know, I, I'm sure Casper has this as well. That he's, you know, not too motivated one day, and uh, and then he comes back into this flow again. I mean, uh, he's a 24/7 player, right? He he lives and breathes tennis, and you know, that's his only goal in life, basically. Um, when you work, you you have a work for eight hours, and then you do other stuff uh, on, and then you know. How, how is, uh, what is a tip for, for somebody, you know, at work uh, trying to get into this um, habit? Because it's all about, all about creating habits. If you do it once, it doesn't work. If you try to do it more often, then it works becomes, because it becomes a I habit. think, you know, yeah. Any Yeah, I, I think this is, this? this is in, in a really interesting topic. And, and I think, you know, if you look back from, September 11, when he played his final in US Open, he went straight to Lillehammer to play a, a team competition there. From this, he he went to you know he took off and and went to the Far East and now in Tokyo. So he's been on the road all the time, uh, fighting and trying to win and losing and 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 every time you know he always said that you know it's it's okay you know to lose one match it's 
that's that's that, that, that's the life of tennis. But then the good news is that it's another match next week. So you can then practice to become and do that. So even if you lose one sales or you lose one customer or you, you lose one tennis match, he always focused forward. He never looks back and say, oh, you know, you know, you can learn, of course. You can learn from what you did, but you don't want to get too much into and think too much about, you know, losing or winning. You always want to look into the future to see what is my opportunity now. When I lose early in the match, I have a few more days to practice. So that's good for the next tournament. And that's how we how he looked at himself. And I'm very impressed of how he always get up in the morning, go to practice, go to uh, go to a match. And he always looked very inspired. And sometimes, of course, the energy level is going up and down. You will see that tennis players overall have three, four periods during the year where they perform really well for two to three weeks. But then sometimes in between you see that they also lose energy and they lose focus. And that's when you then that's when you say, okay, you also give yourself saying, well, you know, that will happen. So and then you say again that now it happened, I learn from this, and I go and I try again and I do it a little bit differently. And and you know, this also is, is something that I see Casper. You know, I'm so you know impressed sometimes when he is not really practicing, but he 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 improves his game because he learned from the the last match and he been thinking, he's been you know visualizing what to do next time, and even without practicing a lot, he can improve until next time. And I think the, also the to to learn how to visualize to see that this is what I did in the meeting or in the practice or in the match. You can learn from that and bring it back and see if you can do it differently next time in the way you meet people, to greet people, or the way you talk and the way we we look at the energy level we have. All this is something that we can do better tomorrow. And, and, and that kind of thinking is what a tennis player uh, needs because it's 12 months where you're on the road every month. You play 365 days, uh, you, 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 there's not really a break. And the same with us in a, in a normal job. You're there and you work every day and you try to become the best version of yourself. But sometimes you have to stop and see, what did I do? Do a little bit of debrief with yourself or someone in your team and then see if you can do it a little bit better. And I think this is a crucial part of having a job these days and trying to, to become better, try to look at what the tennis player is doing. They, they, they travel through 250, 60, 70 days a year, and but they always look at improving what they do. And if they do, they will at some point become the best they can be. Yeah, that's uh, that is uh, so true. And you know, uh, a salesperson also has a season of uh, three sixty-five days. And you know, one quarter or one month is really good, and then the next one is uh, really shitty. And then you have to sort of think about what am I doing and reflect on it and trying to uh, build the future. You know, do the right thing so you'll be successful not tomorrow, but maybe two months from now. So you constantly need to build that uh, that thing. 
very often, you know, a sales guy, uh, there's no TV cameras on the on the sales meeting. You know, they go in there often alone and they talk to somebody. And when they come back, the coach asks, how did it go? You know, and then it's like uh, nobody watched Casper's um, uh, t- uh, matches and you just ask him, how did it go? And he can tell you anything, right? You have something. Everybody can see it. You can analyze it from videos and meetings. And that's why I say that sometimes we need to have somebody with you in that meeting that, that can also help you, um, you know, pinpoint what went well and what we can Im- do to improve. And, and it's in these matches, uh, the meetings, everyday meetings that you, you, you grow if you are keen on dissecting what you did and, uh, and try to train and improve I think on this, it. this is so, so true. And I think sometimes I, I tell coaches and I tell people that are um, doing, making presentations all the time, take, put up a camera and take a look at you to yourself or ask someone that you trust that can give you feedback and say, well, what do you think I did? And always start with the positive side, you know, because, you know, do you want to bring up what you did right and what what is a positive because you know the positive reinforcement is so much more you know motivating than just knowing everything you do wrong so start with the positive side tell them what and if the person that had heard you know what they're doing right if they not then open up and say but tell me one thing that i should do better next time and that's the philosophy within this team i think we never really you know shown casper you know when he really played bad you know we learn from it you know from the team and i think of course he but we don't try to go too much into this and say say well casper don't do this next time or make sure that you don't you know we always put up saying well this is when you serve well and this is when you play forehand well and then if he asks, can you show me when my forehand or backhand or serve is not working that well of course he will he will get that but but again if you work as a team try to ask people set up put up a camera when you're on sales meeting and in the presentation and see if you think you can do better look at your body language look at the smile look at your an energy level and see if it can be better next time because if we end up being saying well you know this is the way i do it and if they don't like it it's up to them but no we have to look at the customer and say what do Casper wants? If 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 I tell him all he's doing wrong, I think probably he will kick me out of the team very quick, because he don't want to he don't want to listen uh, to bro. a guy with gray hair that I tell him every time what he can do better. I mean, I I want to also say why I'm so impressed so, and see what you're capable of doing, and I and I tell him and I and I try at least as much as I can to tell the father the the the, the team and and of course the player as often as I can, that I'm very impressed that, you know, the level of play he is showing us is so impressive. And then, of course, you give him this, but then at some point you can also give him what you think can be better. But again, a delicate balance here, and and I think everyone should get more positive feedback in their daily work because that we know that that's that's how how we go an extra mile. Yeah, you know, you know when you've been in a meeting talking to somebody, and you get out of the yeah. meeting with more energy, right? You just want to go for it and uh, put some work in. That yeah. that's the type of meeting. <laughs> that's, right? that's that's what we're looking for. Yeah. 
Yeah. Hey, this is what I'm getting now. A lot of energy, uh, you know, uh, by talking to you, Avin. This, you know, and time is uh, running up. But I really know that now we can have a lot of episodes <laughs> on this podcast. Absolutely, and end, I right? think you know to, to be to to have a sponsor like you and be uh, you know someone that you know is interesting in what's happening behind the scene. It's it's also something that can inspire your colleagues and your 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 company. To see that you know you are what you are doing is also what this team uh, we are doing, and and I think uh, from understanding how to practice alone, how to you know evaluate what to do, reflect on what to do, try to change a little bit every day to make sure that you do a better sales job next time or you play a better t- tennis match next time, and it should be fun. It must be fun. It must be something we are looking and saying, well, you know, we're looking forward because if we do this, we feel also that we are mastering what we do. And the minute we get that feeling of the instant improvement, the feeling of, yes, I am getting it. The back end is getting better or my sales and my way of selling is getting better. That's when we when when going to work and going to tennis match is what we what we want to do every day. So that's that's the key. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's a really good one because uh, you know the feeling when you really make it, and uh, and I think uh, everybody knows that uh, when they work as well that you have a flow, uh, and you know hopefully you find out what makes that flow uh, work. Uh, it's you your effort it's your team and it's everybody in the in the company helping you achieve that yeah that's very all right very nice to be part of telling our story and we know from from knowing you as a company we know that from uh, from what we have seen and what we have uh, we know about super office that's uh, also the philosophy behind your business Great. So when when uh, you know Casper, he's been in uh, Tokyo now, and uh, uh, he he's had amazing, you know, from US Open and all kind of uh, wins. Uh, you know that is crazy good, uh, and now he's uh, into the Nitto yeah. finals uh, as well. Uh, and you know what's going on before Christmas? So he's now? coming back home after Tokyo, um, a few days practice and a little bit of uh, adjustment before he's going to Basel to play a tournament there in the, uh, the last week of October. Then from uh, there he's going to Paris playing a Master Thousand tournament, and then it's a week uh, preparation for. Um, uh, Turin, you know, Torino, where he's playing the final. That's the, the eight best players, you know, going into this, playing in two groups. They play each other three matches in the in the in the uh, in the in the group matches, and then you go to a semi-final and the final. Last year he was in the semi-final, so we are looking forward for that year-end tournament. So uh, watch out; it's going to be fun. Yeah, we are watching and, uh, you know, uh, we're looking a lot, a lot on good tennis now. Okay, Evin, well, I want to thank you very much for your insight and a great conversation thank you. here. And, 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 of course, ask me again. I will be yeah. more than happy to answer more questions about uh, this, this part of, um, you know, growing players and uh, salespeople. So uh, just contact me again. 
Oh, we'll do that. And bring uh, our regards to Casper uh, and the rest of the team as well and wish him uh, good Hi. luck uh, going forward. We, we're, <laughs> we're following the journey, you know. Okay, thank you so much. I will do that. And longer. Okay. All right, bye -bye. thanks. Yeah. Bye-bye. Thanks, Evin. Hi again. That's all we had today. I hope you really liked this interview with Eivind uh, Sørvold and uh, can bring it home to your uh, team. If you liked this episode, it would be great if you can tell your friend about it. My name is Hans Gronslet. I work in SuperOffice and I'm your host for the SuperOffice podcast. Until next time, see you.